Hello, and welcome to the next episode of Clock Out the Vicarious Life. Guys, I get to interview Mike Amelot. I cannot tell you how excited I am. This is take two. We uh, unfortunately had to reschedule once. My heart was broken, I had some therapy, and then he solved everything by saying that he would reschedule. Here we are. Mike is amazing because he's a 33-year-old EMT firefighter and a graphic designer. And drum roll, he's a full-time Bigfoot investor. Investigator. He has the show Shadow of the Big Red Eye. We're going to hear all about that amongst other another documentary that he's done, but we're going to hear all about Bigfoot investigating. Welcome, Mike. Hey, thanks for having me. Oh my gosh, thank you so much. I cannot even uh, wait. Your dog's here too. Oh yeah, we're uh, we've got four of them. You'll see, you'll oh. see them wander in oh. and out throughout I love the it. joys of podcasting from home. So <laughs> <laughs> great. They don't they don't talk much though. They don't. They, I've got one of those background sounds that they're eliminated because otherwise oh. you would hear them say stuff <laughs> throughout the whole show. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Mike, tell me a little bit about yourself. Uh, let's start with the day to days. You are an EMT and a firefighter. Tell me about that. Used to be. Uh, don't do that anymore. Uh, I did that for 12 years and uh, I had enough of it. Um, and once COVID hit, I was like, no, you know, I don't get paid enough. Uh, so I decided to do full time Bigfoot research. Oh my goodness. So you, yeah. so how long have you been doing research for Bigfoot? I started in 2011, was my first investigation. Okay. And then you get, you decided just to give up all of the regular work and you went full-time. So then how do you earn an income? What What's your, your right. main that's, source? Yeah, that's a great question. Uh, <laughs> well, and, everyone's got to know this. Yeah. I mean, I, we would all so, give up our lives to do this otherwise. <laughs> so, hey, well, hey, get this one. So I travel around the country and I go to different libraries and they pay me to speak about Bigfoot. You're kidding. How freaking cool is that? And just and libraries. Yeah, I just I do libraries, conferences, Bigfoot shows, paranormal stuff, and um, wherever I go, I camp and I film my documentary. So it's like uh, I get to see the country and camp in these amazing areas, and uh, somehow um, I can do that. That's phenomenal. So you, so it sounds like you live pretty simply. Then where are you based mm -hmm. out of? Do you have you given up um, home completely or? No, no, I'm home. Um, my base camp, if you will, is in uh, the armpit of Pennsylvania and New York in northwestern okay. New Jersey. That's okay. uh, how I like to tell people uh, where I'm from. Very cool. Okay, fantastic. So, all right. You're traveling. Oh, have you ever been to Montana? Because I hear there's Bigfoot here, right? There has to be. I would love to come to Montana. Uh, the fun fact about Montana is there's not a whole lot of Bigfoot sightings there. Oh, but oh. I think that's because there's not a lot of people there. You know, ah. you need two things to have a Bigfoot sighting, a person and a Bigfoot. So definitely, <laughs> you know, the population in Montana is not, you know, you don't have the population that, say, New Jersey does. Sure. Even if, if we're okay, so we're, we're going to get into like the gist of this. This is my first question right off of that. So even though Montana people tend to be super outdoorsy, I mean, we're out, there's not a lot of us, but we're <laughs> outside all the time and there's less people. So he doesn't have to hide from as many like, right. Yeah. I think uh, you have to look into a lot of stuff when it comes to sightings. I mean, you have to look into how many Bigfoots there actually are in that area or there could be in that area. And then, uh, yeah, so I have to think about like how many um, 
uh, highways, if you will, that you have running through the state. And by highways, Bigfoot highways are like um, like Bigfoot corridors, such as uh, like long trails throughout the United States, or like long gas lines or power lines. Um, oh, big that's time. A that's a Bigfoot highway. Absolutely, yeah. If you think if you think about it, that's where other food sources would be, and also it's a great way to get from point A to point B without having too much human interaction. Mm, oh my god i cannot wait okay well let's let's go to the let's go back to where you got into this first before we get into the details of an actual investigation how in the heck did you get into inter <laughs> into investigating bigfoot yeah so um i was working at a beach resort in in uh, sarasota florida right it was best job I've ever had before and uh, uh i was watching finding bigfoot on tv and they were like, uh, hey, if you want to come out with us, you're, you can, uh, e you know, email us. So I emailed them and I paid like this exorbitant amount of money. And uh, I had never been camping ever beforehand. Like this is my first time ever. Yeah, I was always like an indoorsy kid growing up, like uh -huh. video games, stuff like that. So um, so I started acquiring all this camping gear as the trip neared. And uh, my fiance at the time was like, what are you doing? Because I didn't tell her. Oh and my God. yeah, she's like, what are you doing? And I'm like, get get this. We're going to look for Bigfoot in North Florida. We. And then we, we, as in me, her and I. Yeah. As in, know. yeah, surprise, you know, <laughs> pre-wedding surprise. Oh. Uh, yeah. And then we broke up uh so i moved up to tampa yeah it's a horrible story moved up to tampa uh got a job in the ambulance and i i, I found somebody um that uh was weird like i was uh his name's jimmy so i asked him hey jimmy uh i gotta go up to north florida to look for bigfoot do you want to come and he's like i've always wanted to do that i was like nice and we're like best friends to this day uh, so anyways, we go up to North Florida to Raya State Park and uh, we're there and there's like 60 other people there. There's a lot of people looking for Bigfoot here. What? So we yeah, yeah. So okay. we set up camp away from everybody because we thought all these people are kind of weird. You know what yeah. I mean? Like looking for Bigfoot. Right. Um, so so we camped a little further away from them. And and uh, anyways, so nothing happened. It was uh, it was like um, four days, three nights of absolutely beautiful hiking, uh, speaking with witnesses, uh, all that good stuff. However, there was nothing in the way of Bigfoot activity. Um, it was kind of a letdown, um, but it was the last night and me and Jimmy were up watching a meteor shower. And because it was cool, we we missed like the night sky. We were living in Tampa, so like the the night sky you couldn't really see that well. But up up there, you could see like the Milky Way and stuff. It was really cool. Um, so we were watching a meteor shower, and then um, uh, uh, out of nowhere, we hear a tree knock, and that's something that Bigfoot are supposedly known to do. So I thought, what is a? Can you describe a a, a tree knock? Is it literally just like knocking on a tree? Nothing. It's okay. like um, it, the sound would be if you took like a baseball bat and hit a tree, uh, it would be a, a loud percussion sound. Okay. Some people think they clap. Some people think they pound their chest or some people think they actually take sticks and knock on trees. I don't think they take sticks and knock on trees. That would make sense to me. Okay. Um, but anyways, uh, they uh, and I immediately thought that, oh, it had to be uh, a person because um, 
we paid all this money and nothing happened, right? Uh-huh. So, uh, and then we hear a tree knock in a complete opposite direction. I'm like, oh, wow, these people are pretty good. You know, they're putting on a show. Like, this is kind of, this is kind of neat. Like, not what I was expecting, but okay. And then uh, about 15 minutes later, uh, a fist-sized rock comes landing. You heard it come crashing down, like, poo, 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 plop through the trees and lands like five feet away from us. And I'm like, nope. This is how horror movies start. I am not doing this. And my friend Jimmy, he's like, well, if you want to sleep in the car, you're more than welcome to. And by the time he said that, I had my tent and my sleeping bag, and I was just beelining it right to the car. So uh, he finally talked some sense into me, though. And he's like, Mike, you know, this is what Bigfoots do. They knock on trees and they throw rocks. Like, this could be a real Bigfoot encounter. Let's, let's, you know. Yeah, this is what we're here for, right? So so I finally went back outside and over the next like 10 minutes, four more of these fist-sized rocks came and landed within 15 feet from us. Yeah. So I'm still freaking out. My buddy Jimmy, he's just amazed right now because he has no idea what's going on. So he said, he's like, he got an idea and he said, I'm going to throw a rock back at it. And I said, I don't think that's a good idea, Jimmy. (laughs) This is a lose-lose situation that we got going on here. You know, if it's a person, you're going to catch charges. If it's a Bigfoot, you're just going to piss it off. And then who knows? So he throws a rock back at it. And I knew it wasn't a person at that exact moment because a laptop-sized boulder came crashing down and landed next to us. What? From the same direction. Same direction through the trees. So then nothing. Nothing else happened that entire night. Uh, we went uh, the next morning. We kind of asked around a little kind of kind of quietly. I was like, hey, did anybody hear anything last night? And sure. someone's like, it's like, oh, we heard a knock or two. And I'm like, oh, okay. Did anybody get anything thrown at them? They're like, no. I was like, okay. And I just walked back to our camp. <laughs> but um. Nothing. We did some we did some preliminary research and 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 did it like a distance thing to see how far this could have been because like the trajectory you kind of saw it coming down through the trees or heard it come down through the trees. Sure. So the closest it could have been is like seventy five yards, and that's like I don't know if you could throw a, a rock seventy five yards. I can't throw you know I mean unless Nolan Ryan's sitting out in the woods just hanging out four yeah, o'clock in no. the morning you know yeah, probably not unlikely yeah it's yeah, more likely, likely that it's bigfoot for sure yeah well that's sad but true actually yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh but anyway that's that's how i got and then and then it started and then um we got into it from there and and i started uh looking at more documentaries and, and watching tv shows and stuff and and uh then then we started going out more and and started seeing more things and Oh, I have Crazy. so many questions. I have so many, so many questions. Okay, so and you said this would only last the half hour. Come I know. On. I'm like, I we're gonna be best <laughs> friends by the end of this. We're gonna be best friends. You're like, I'm to Montana. I'm gonna put you up in an Airbnb. I'm gonna show you all these cool places, and you're gonna take me on an overnight Bigfoot trip. It's gonna be amazing. Um, but first, I have to know what I'm getting myself into. So, what are okay, okay. 
so many. How many people, okay, how many people do you estimate are like actual, you know, researchers are out looking for Bigfoot? Like how many people? Oh, wow, that's a good question. I think, uh, yeah, uh, how many people believe in Bigfoot? I can give you more than an estimate. Uh, 29% or 92 million people in the United States believe in that there's the possibility of Bigfoot in the United States. That was unexpected for you to have an actual number. That's, that's I do this for a living. Yeah. <laughs> yes, you're, you're super professional. <laughs> Okay, so twenty nine percent. I my only information that I know about Bigfoot, which is hard facts, clearly, is um, Harry and the Hendersons. Just so oh, you know, yep, that, so that's I'm a true movie. From, oh, it's the best! It's so good. Mm-hmm. Um, so these questions are coming from like Ground Zero. I know nothing. Um, gotcha. What? Where? Where is Bigfoot? Just in the U.S.? Is it all over the world? What is this a worldwide thing? Yeah, uh, Bigfoot's uh, been, or Bigfoot-like creatures, bipedal hominid-type creatures have been spotted in uh, every uh, continent except Antarctica. Almost every country has a story of a Bigfoot-type or fairy-type creature, cryptid-type creature, if you will. Um, The Himalayas, you got the Yeti, uh, Uh the Abominable Snowman. Uh, in the um, Sumatra, you have the Orang Pendek. In Australia, you have the Yowie. And here in America, we have Bigfoot or Sasquatch. Sasquatch. Okay. What? How long do we think these uh, creatures are, are? Are they mammals? Are like, what do we call them? Are they mammals? Uh, we don't really know for sure. Uh, best guess is they're like an ancient human. Uh-huh. That kind of uh, my my theory is that they kind of. Um, skipped along skipped a path in our evolutionary process but still evolved alongside parallel to us so they they still there's a relict population of them living today um how many are there is that what you yeah. asked yeah, that, that's where uh, I, you read my mind that's, that's, that's where going. you're going yeah yeah uh i think there's about two thousand in the united states what two thousand yeah oh my goodness okay so what are some hot spots Okay, the biggest hot spot is you got Pacific yeah. Northwest, you got Oregon, Washington, Cascade okay. Mountains, uh, Northern California, uh, and then you have uh, Florida is a big hot spot. You have Ohio, which is a remarkably big hot spot. Go figure. Random. Yeah, yeah. Um, you got Pennsylvania, New York State. Um, New Jersey is surprisingly a hot spot where I'm at. We're at number seven in the United States for the ranking of Bigfoot sightings. So that's kind of cool. And so what's number one? I believe it's Washington. Washington. Yeah, yeah. Washington, then Oregon, then California, then I think it's Ohio, Florida, something, something, Jersey. Heard. So why? What? What? What do you believe the reason that they're in these areas like what what do they what do you what do they eat what are their what are their what's their habitat sure man you got to i could see just you're you're loaded with questions i love it this Uh, is fascinating this is great no uh what do they eat i think they eat very similarly to what bear eat uh if you overlay if you look at the united states uh, and you overlay like a bear population map and you overlay Mm. a sasquatch sighting map they're almost identical so that would lead me to believe that that's what um, Bigfoot would eat, similar things that bear eat. That would just make sense. Uh, so what do they eat? They eat uh, grasses, grasses, shrubs, berries. 
occasionally they'll catch fish, some deer, maybe small mammals. So I think that's that's the pretty much Bigfoot's diet. Okay, they're furry. So weather, any weather, it sounds like. Yeah, yeah, they could they they can uh, they're pretty all terrain. You know, they could do whatever uh, whatever other animals can do. Hunker down in the in the bad weather and and move around in the nice weather. Sure. Are they are they pack animals? You think, or are they like bears and they're solo? What do you think about their? I think they they live in family groups. Actually, I think there's um, some people call them clans. I I call them family groups, Um, and I think uh, they can have anywhere from like three to six or seven individuals in a family group, or 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 maybe even more. Um, I've heard estimates of up to twenty people in a or twenty bigfoots in a family group. Uh, but that's that's more out where where there's a lot lot more Bigfoot, not New Jersey. In New Jersey, we actually have two different family groups of Bigfoot, which is kind of cool. What? Oh my goodness! Mm-hmm. So Here we have. how you're the researcher? So how how do you, how is this information gathered? Is it just on sightings or? Uh, well, it's it's uh, you put puzzle pieces together. So so uh, for example. Uh, in New Jersey, like I said, we have two family groups. And the reason why I know that is because uh, of the sightings. Uh, there's there's people that sightings that have a sighting of like a black hair uh, family of Bigfoot. So I know that's one individual group. And then a month later, sightings come in of a red kind of redder haired individuals, Bigfoot. So I know there's that's two different family groups. And the, the fact that they're a month apart would make sense too, because that means that they're not, you know, all together all the time. So they could breed and stuff like that. So it's just it's just a whole bunch of different facts all thrown into a pot together, stirred around and then you have a big jigsaw piece puzzle. So do you, with this uh, group of researchers, you guys share information, it sounds like that's a big network or is it, I mean, is it competitive where it's like, I've got my info and I'm not sharing it with that John, he's hot on my tail. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) unfortunately, um, just like Harry the Hendersons, yes, that is is a thing. Um, Bigfoot researchers are are very closed off with their information. I'm not. I actually created the first uh, database in the country that's a public database that you can go online on my website uh, and check out. And it's all the sightings in my county, in Sussex County, New Jersey. There's currently 58 of them. And what you can do is go on and click um, each individual sighting and read the initial report to the full investigation of what we did. So that's kind of neat. Interesting. Which leads me to my next list of 75 questions no not really i'm (laughs) kidding so take me through a typical investigation how long does it last what are you doing um yeah what are what are these traits that you're looking for or activity that you're looking for okay so yeah so uh we'll start with how i pick a location because that's that's a question i get a lot um and that would be uh, i look for where there's no cell phone service and i go there because um, I like to go, like when I go bigfooting, it's like a vacation for me, even though I'm working, yeah. but I don't like to talk to people. I don't like to talk to people in general, but um, that's a whole different that story. Thank you. 
um, so once we get a location squared away, we go out there and we usually go there for three to five days. The longer you're there, the better, because you have a better understanding of the animals in the area and the terrain and all, all the stuff like that. But obviously for work reasons and sanitary reasons and battery charging reasons, three to five days is usually the, the length. I just got back from a 17 day camping trip in Florida, which was rough. Let me tell you. Woo. Um, but it was awesome. We got some really cool stuff. Uh, anyways, uh, so then during the day, once we get camp all set up during the day, what we do is we look for um, Bigfoot evidence, such as hairs, Bigfoot footprints, uh, scat, stuff like that. And we'll collect the evidence and, and whatever bag and tag it or whatever if we find anything. But we also look for suitable trails to go on a night hike. Uh, at which we do and when we go on a night hike it's kind of like i like to describe it as almost like fishing where we try to lure a bigfoot into where we are to try to get video evidence of a bigfoot okay are they nocturnal uh they're diurnal i think they're they're both uh daytime and nighttime creatures most sightings 70 percent of the sightings happen during the day but i think that's because there's a lot more people out during the day so actually i think if you if you uh, there'd be more sightings at night if you had had that uh, ratio up there. Okay, before we continue on, do you think that Bigfoot is, uh, do you think that they're intelligent or are they animal-like? Like That's rat- that's another really good question. I think uh, they they have, we, we don't know how intelligent they are. I think they're, um, can they speak to each other? I think so. I think they have a very uh, basic language. Uh, so that puts them uh, obviously at a level of intelligence. Sure. Um, can they make fire but choose not to? I don't know. I don't think so. Um, I don't think they're that smart, but they do, I'm sure, can use tools like ancient humans and, and our Native American friends did. They made arrowheads, and I'm sure Bigfoot can do that too. Okay. So, yeah. So I would I would guess they don't want to be found by – that was – leading up to that question that they don't want to be around humans. And is that just a fear factor? Do you think, or. Yeah, I could, I think it's definitely a fear factor. I think there's a lot of uh, the animals in general are just scared of humans, but I think if you add a little bit of intelligence to it and you say, okay, um, maybe just intuitionally, if we interact with humans, bad things happen. Yeah. Which, which very well could be possible. Okay. All right. That's why I was, was just wondering if it was like a cat, more of like a cat and mouse. Like, is it like a, they're, do you think that they're intentionally trying to trick you and and deceive you? Like they're smarter than us. That's why we can't catch them type of thing. Or is it just more of a, you know, like a Wolverine, like Wolverines are super, uh, you know, hard to, they're very smart, but they're don't want to be seen <laughs> yeah yeah i think i think they're like like a wolverine on steroids when it comes to not being seen so uh and i think a lot of times they um once they know humans are in the area they just they just leave simple as that that's why there's you know there's not a lot of interaction with with bigfoots and humans and there's not a whole lot of uh, uh video evidence when it comes to that kind of stuff bigfoot sightings how big is a print because uh, I'm going hiking, like, and that's all I'm going to look for for the rest of my life. I'm going to yeah. be an informal researcher from this point forward. <laughs> and I'll share citizen, my info. Citizen scientist, yes. Uh, 
you can look for Bigfoot footprints anywhere from like 12 to I would guess 18 inches would be on the bigger scale of a big Bigfoot footprint. Um, uh, generally, uh, we, we do find a lot of times, especially around in New Jersey, we find juvenile tracks too that are small. Sometimes they're uh, in New Jersey. We actually um, went back. We found some footprints uh, that were about seven inches long. And then we went back a couple of years later and they were 12 inches long a couple of years oh. later and they were 15 inches long. So that was really cool to see a progression. Yeah. And, and if that's a hoax, then somebody has got to be really, really, uh, I mean, dedicated. Crazy. Yeah. yeah. Out there yeah. for the long haul. So sure. then how about you said scat is more <clears throat> evidence. So how do you know it's not bear poop bigger? Uh, yeah, bigger, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, I would imagine it would look more um, human-like. Uh -huh. uh, basically, it's, it's uh, you have to, in that situation, you have to rule out things that it is first. And then when it's not, when you can't find anything that it could be, then you got to start thinking, hmm, maybe we should start collecting this depending on the area and stuff that you're in. Okay. Okay. What else do you got? What The, the investigation continues. You're looking for some evidence and we found a couple so possibly some scat, some footprints, any other evidence that we should be looking for? Well, we're always got to have our voice recorder going because Bigfoot vocalizations happen all times during the day and night. So okay. we, we always have a voice recorder going at all times. Okay. Um, What's it sound like? I'm not going to do it. Okay. <laughs> but <laughs> uh, they have a bunch of different sounds. Uh, anything... Basically, take anything that you or I could do with our, our mouths, and they could do uh, the same thing. Clacking sounds, whistles, whoops, vocaliz uh, uh, howls uh, is, okay. a, is a classic Bigfoot vocalization. Mm -hmm. um, so we would, we would listen for that, obviously, and hopefully record something like that. Okay. So, uh, so on that note, then, why do you think that, back to your original very first story, why do you think that it was throwing rocks at you? If it's not intelligent enough, like. Mm. I think it is intelligent enough to see. Remember I said that we were camping a little bit away from everybody because we yeah. thought everybody was weird. Uh -huh. I think we were just a little too close to where their family group was at and they weren't comfortable enough. So they wanted to get us out of the area. So I that's see. why they threw the rock. To, to, and, and I'll tell you, it would have worked. If Jimmy wasn't there, I would have been gone. <laughs> Okay. So, so a little bit higher, I mean, a little bit higher functioning in, in that sense. In that okay. sense, right. Okay. What else are we looking for and what else happens in your investigation? Oh, well then uh, usually night comes and then we break out the cool stuff. Uh, the thermal imaging cameras that we have our night vision cameras, uh, that kind of stuff. Um, my thermal imaging camera is pretty cool. It could see a field mouse at a hundred yards so uh, anything that gives off heat at night, we're going to be able to see, and it also records. Uh, then we have our filming cameras, obviously. I have a body camera that's always rolling. Uh, all that is to try to get, you know, the elusive Bigfoot on, on camera. Okay. Have you ever found, have you ever got anything on camera yet? Well, well <clears throat> we, no. Um that's the thing. Uh, I think I might have took a picture of one down in the Pine Barrens of New Jersey, uh -huh. um, but it's so blurry. It's never going to see the light of day. Nobody's ever going to see it. I just think it was a Bigfoot. I don't know. Um, 
but uh no we've we've found some other cool evidence though we found footprints that um uh we've sent away and they've 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 uh, the experts have said well that's you know that's the sasquatch footprint we've also got vocalizations um that i've sent away to a, a linguist in the military he's my contact uh for vocalizations and he also does bigfoot research so um yeah that's kind of unique but um yeah. He uh, he came back and said, because of this reason, X, Y, and Z, it's outside of human vocal range, and it's also no known animal. So that's wow. kind of cool. Yeah. That's so cool. So mm-hmm. do you think that there's, just like there's professional Bigfoot researchers, do you think there's professional, like, tricksters, like, people that go out oh. there and like, make their life just taunting? Or... Yeah. Yeah. You know, I I, I think, I think that's not out of the question. I know up in the Ho rainforest in the Pacific Northwest, uh, there's a guy named Mick Dodge and he has Bigfoot stamper footprints yeah. that he will go around and just leave, leave for, for people to find. Yeah. So that's not out of the question. No. Yeah. Interesting. So do you, are most sightings by common people like me just out hiking or are they by researchers? By everybody. Doctors, lawyers, common people, uh, most sightings are road crossing sightings. So you, as you're driving, you see Bigfoot kind of cross in front of you. Uh, most sightings last three to five seconds. So it's not quick enough to get your camera phone out. Or if it is, it's going to be a blurry picture anyway. Yeah. Um, yeah. Wow. Fascinating. I'm I, so I, my kids kind of make fun of me because I always say like I'll be out in the middle of the forest. I'm like, I seriously like, why have I not seen a Bigfoot? Like, this is the perfect spot for a Bigfoot to be in. <laughs> and they laugh and they joke, you know. But because and I say the same thing about moose. I'm like, why is there not a moose right there? Because we we see moose quite frequently around here, but no Bigfoot. Oh, nice. yet. But I'm gonna be on the lookout now because I I have an idea. Where do they sleep? I forgot to ask you that. Are they like cave cave dwellers, just burled up, or how do you think I- they? Sleep? Yeah, I think I think they're well, I think they're nomadic. So I don't think they stay in one place uh, often. I think they follow the food, which is kind of like a slow sort of nomadic movement. So I, I don't think they sleep in dens or caves or anything like that. But I think they sleep in kind of like like deer would sleep in kind of like a like a group of deer would sleep in. And they're just kind of sporadically throughout just laying down throughout the forest and but in, in a certain area. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. All right. Well, I think I've probably asked all of the beginner level questions on what people would maybe want to know about a Bigfoot. Um, tell me about your documentaries. You've got two of them out. Is that correct? Well, yeah, I got, I have um, my one in the shadow of Big Red Eye, which is um, I've been doing that since 2016. We're currently filming season seven. Um and that is where we go around to different uh, hotspots with Bigfoot activity and we find witnesses and interview witnesses and we do some uh, Bigfooting ourselves there. Uh, and that's pretty cool. Our, our main goal of the show is to get people outside and off the couch and into nature. Just yeah. like uh, just like me as a, as a kid growing up, I was very, you know, inside. So I don't want uh, that for everybody. I think I think people are way too connected nowadays. Yeah. So if, if I could get a group of people, a group of friends or a family outside and off the couch, then that's, that's, that's the goal. Perfect. So. Where do you, uh, what uh, places are streaming the shadow of the big red eye? Where can we YouTube. watch it? YouTube. YouTube it up. Yep. At shadow of red eye is the handle. 
Yeah. So my husband is not going to be impressed with this, but I have just found my next series. <laughs> I'll be watching <laughs> this for the, the next seven you, seasons. <laughs> yeah. You have some content. That's for sure. Yeah. We'll Super get him on board with it. Right. Yeah, absolutely. That'll, that'll give him another excuse to come out. And by the way, <laughs> I hike with my dogs all the time. I'm probably not going to see a Sasquatch. Am I? It depends. Uh, some people say dogs are Bigfoot attractants. Others say they, they're uh, Bigfoot, uh, you know, unattractants. Uh, it depends, I think, on the type of dog and stuff. I know, like, intelligent animals like um, like uh, like panther will actively hunt dogs. Yeah. So, but I don't think uh, Bigfoot will because they, they, they're aware of that person being there. Sure. Uh, so, so I don't think that you'd have to worry about a Bigfoot attacking your dogs, but I, I don't think, um, it would help your chances seeing a Bigfoot either, you know? Sad. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, mine have big mouths too. Beagles, big mouths, bangs. Oh, yeah. Loud. yeah. And I think they would probably just associate kind of like, you know, animals associate humans with dogs. Cause they're kind of one in the same. You don't see a wild dog running around. You see a right. dog, a human coming nearby. So that makes that makes sense. I'm gonna have to break it to my four hounds that they are not allowed to come with me for the next six years. <laughs> Go hunt. Um, yeah. What's the next documentary? The second one. Uh, the next one. Uh, it's a, just a small docu series. It's called Squatchables. Uh, it's if you uh, if you're just getting into Bigfoot research or, or are interested in Bigfoot research, then it's the thing to get. It's a DVD. Uh, we go from everything from like uh, how to like like even like like beginner like how to like like trailblazes mm -hmm. like that beginner how to how to hike type of thing all the way up to like really in-depth like uh, bigfoot investigating research techniques and protocols and track oh. casting and stuff like that so it's a pretty cool series you can find a couple episodes on my website which is shadow of shadow of red and i'll make sure i put this in the show in the show notes too but that's where they can go to find your um the track the database that you created as well mm -hmm. yep yeah sure. that's the that's the uh hub you can find pretty much everything our youtube uh, links you could find uh, where we're going to be going our appearances our library appearances um that we're going to be in we have uh upcoming trips in Let's see, Georgia is later this month. Uh, then we have North Carolina, Kentucky, Indiana, Maine, New Hampshire. So if you're in any of those states, check out the website and uh, maybe you'll see you at a library presentation. That would be really cool. Oh my gosh, fantastic. Yeah, nothing in Arizona, nothing going on in the southern states down there where it's hot? No, yeah, no. Um, I was just in Florida to escape the winter, the winter up here for a while. Uh, that was nice. But uh, no, there's not a whole lot of Bigfoot sightings down in the Southwest. No, you got the more Chupacabra down there. Sure, sure. Okay. Very interesting. I'm going to have to, uh, I'm always just cruising around looking for trips to go do things. I'll have to look you guys up and go take the old sprinter van down there and there you go. Like your guys' most annoying fan. <laughs> okay. Well, Mike, anything else that you want to share with our listeners? Anything up and coming? Anything of interest that you want to share? Man, there's so much stuff I could go into. I could talk about Bigfoot for hours, but uh, I guess uh, I just want to, uh, I appreciate you having me on the show. Thank you very much. And I appreciate your fans listening. Uh, it's awesome. Okay. Well, fantastic. Well, I will put all of your stuff in the show notes and yeah, maybe I'll formulate another list of obsessive questions and have you on for take two. <laughs> there we go. Anytime. 
All right. Well, thank you for your time, your energy and your expertise. And we will be seeing you down the road. If I see anything, if I get any evidence, I'm going to call you and send it to you. Call me. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> Thanks, Mike. See ya.